name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good evening and Merry Christmas to all of you. Glad you are here. As I told the earlier service, throughout the year we are talking about the, uh, the glory of God, the wonderful majestic God who comes down from heaven and lives as one of us so that we might be brought back to him. But tonight it was given to me that um, I would tell a story. And so here it is. The old man sat in his gas station on a cold Christmas Eve. He hadn't been anywhere in years since his wife had passed away. It was just another day for him. He didn't hate Christmas. He just couldn't find any reason to celebrate it. He was sitting there looking at the snow that had been falling for the last hour, wondering what it was all about. When all of a sudden, the door opened and a homeless man stepped through. Instead of throwing the man out, old George, as he was known by his customers, old George told the man to come in, sit by the heater, warm up. The stranger said, thank you, but I don't mean to intrude. I see you're busy. I'll just go. And George said, no, not without something hot in your belly, you won't go. He turned and opened a wide mouth thermos and he handed it to the stranger. It ain't much, but it's hot and tasty. Stew, made it myself. When you're done, there's coffee and it's fresh. Just at that moment, he heard the ding of the driveway bell back in the day when they had dings in the driveways. George said, excuse me, be right back. And there in the driveway was an old 53 Chevy. Steam was Steam was rolling out of the front. The driver was panicked. Mr. Can you help me? Said the driver. My wife is about to have a baby. My car is broken. George opened the hood. It was bad. The block looked like it might be cracked. The car was dead. You ain't going in this thing, George said as he turned away. But Mr. Please help me. The door of the office closed behind George as he went inside. He went to the office wall and he got the keys to his old truck and he went back outside and he walked around the building, opened the garage, started the truck and drove it around to where the couple was waiting. Here, take my truck, he said. She ain't the best thing you ever looked at, but she runs real good. George helped put the woman in the truck and watched as it sped off into the night. He turned and he walked back inside the office. Glad I gave him the truck. Their tires were no good either. That old truck of mine has brand new tires. George thought he was talking to the stranger, but the man had gone. The thermos was on the desk, empty, with a used coffee cup beside it. And George thought, well, at least he got something in his belly. 
George went back outside to see if the old Chevy would start. It cranked slowly, but it did start. He pulled it into the garage where the truck had been. He thought he would tinker with it to give him something to do. Christmas Eve usually meant no customers. He discovered that the block hadn't cracked. It was just the bottom hose on the radiator. Well, shoot, I can fix this, he said to himself, so he put a new one on. Those tires ain't going to get him through the winter either. And so he took the snow treads off of his wife's old Lincoln. They were like new. And he wasn't going to drive that car anyway. As he was working, he was suddenly startled by shots being fired outside. He ran outside and beside a police car, an officer lay on the cold ground. Bleeding from the left shoulder, the officer moaned, please help me. George helped the officer inside as he remembered the training he received in the army, in the army as a medic. He knew the wound needed attention. He thought pressure to stop the bleeding. Thankfully, the uniform company had been there that morning, left them clean towels for the shop. He used those and duct tape to bind the wound. He said, hey, they say duct tape can fix anything, trying to make the policeman feel at ease. George thought something for pain. All he had was the pill he, pills he used for his back. Now, these ought to work. He put some water in a cup, gave the policeman the pills. You hang in there. I'm going to get you an ambulance. Well, the phone was dead. Maybe I can get one of your buddies on that there talk box out in your car. He went out only to find that a bullet had gone through the dashboard, destroying the two-way radio. He went back in to find the policeman sitting up. The officer said, thanks. You could have left me out there. The guy that shot me, he's still in the area. George sat down beside him. I would never leave an injured man in the army and I ain't going to leave you. George pulled back the bandage to check for bleeding. Looks worse than what it is. Bullet passed right through you. Good thing it missed the important stuff, though. I think with time, you're going to be all right. George got up and he poured a cup of coffee. How do you take it, he asked. Oh, none for me, said the officer. Oh, you're going to drink this, best in the city. Too bad I ain't got no donuts, the officer laughed and winced at the same time. Suddenly... The front door of the office flew open, and in burst a young man with a gun. Give me all your cash. Do it now, the young man yelled. His hand was shaking, and George could tell that he had never done anything like this before. That's the guy that shot me, exclaimed the officer. George asked, son, what, what are you doing? You need to put the cannon away. Somebody else might get hurt. And the young man was confused. Shut up, shut up, old man. I'll shoot you too. Now, now give me some cash. And the cop was reaching for his gun. George said to the cop, put that thing away. We got one too many in here already. 
he turned his attention to the young man. Son, it's Christmas Eve. If you need money, well then here. It ain't much, but it's all I got. Now put that pea shooter away. George pulled out $150 out of his pocket, handed it to the young man, reaching for the barrel of the gun at the same time. And the young man slowly released the grip on the gun and fell to his knees and began to cry. I'm not very good at this, am I? All I wanted was to buy something for my wife and my son. I've lost my job. My rent is due. My car got repossessed last week. George handed the gun to the cop. Son, we all get in a bit of a squeeze now and then. The road gets hard sometimes, but we make it through the best we can. He got the young man to his feet and set him down on a chair right in front of the officer. Sometimes we do stupid things, George says. He handed the young man a cup of coffee. Being stupid is one of the things that makes us human. Coming in here with the gun ain't the answer. Now sit there and get warm and we'll sort this thing out. And the young man, he had stopped crying. And he looked over at the cop and he said, I'm so sorry I shot you. It just went off. I'm so sorry, officer. The cop said, shut up and drink your coffee. George could hear the sound of sirens outside. A police car and an ambulance skidded to a, to a halt. Two cops came through the door, guns drawn. Chuck, you okay? One of the cops asked the wounded officer. Not bad for a guy who took a bullet. How'd you find me? A GPS locator in the car. Who did this? The other cop asked as he approached the young man. Chuck answered him, I don't know. The guy ran off into the dark, just dropped his gun and ran. George and the young man both looked puzzled at each other. That guy work here? The cop continued. Yep, George said. Just hired him this morning. Boy lost his job. The paramedics came in and loaded Chuck onto the stretcher. The young man leaned over the wounded cop and whispered, Why? Chuck just said, Merry Christmas, boy. And you too, George. And thanks for everything. After everyone cleared out, George said to the young man, Well, looks like you got one doozy of a break there. That ought to solve some of your problems. George went into the back room, came out with a box, pulled out a ring. Here you go. Something for the little woman. I don't think Martha would mind. She said it would come in handy someday. The young man looked at it and saw the biggest diamond he'd ever seen. I can't take this, said the young man. It means something to you. Well, and now it means something to you, replied George. I got my memories. That's all I need. Then George reached into the box again. An airplane, a, a car, and a truck appeared next. They were toys that the oil company had left for him to sell. Here's something for that little man of yours. The young man began to cry again. 
as he tried to hand back the $150 that the old man had handed him earlier. And what are you supposed to buy Christmas dinner with? You keep that too, said George. Now get home to your family. The young man turned with tears streaming down his face. I'll be back here in the morning for work if that job offer is still good. George said, nope. And close Christmas Day. I'll see you the day after. The young man left and George turned around and there was the stranger again. Where'd you come from? I thought you left. No, I've been here. I've been always been here, said the stranger. You say you don't celebrate Christmas? Why? George said, well, after my wife passed away, I just couldn't see what all the bother was. Putting up a tree and all seemed a waste of a good pine tree. Baking cookies like I used to with Martha just wasn't the same by myself. And besides, I was getting a little chubby. The stranger put his hand on George's shoulder. But you do celebrate the holiday, George. You gave me food and drink and warmed me when I was cold and hungry. The woman with child will bear a son and he will become a great doctor. The policeman you helped will go on to save six people from other robberies. The young man who tried to rob you will make you a rich man and not take any for himself. George, that is the spirit of the season and you do keep it as well as any man. George was taken aback by all that the stranger had said. And how do you know all this? asked George. Trust me, George. I have the inside track on this sort of thing. And when your days are done, you will be with Martha again. The stranger moved toward the door. Now, if you will excuse me, George, I have to go. I have to go home where there is this big celebration planned. George watched as the old leather jacket and the torn pants that the stranger was wearing turned into a white robe. A golden light began to fill the room. The stranger said, you see, George, it's my birthday. Merry Christmas. And George fell to his knees and he replied, Happy birthday, Lord. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.